This is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're speaking with Brian Dean, senior HIPAA and privacy consultant at Secure State. He'll address the issues involved in offering free credit monitoring and related services in the wake of a data breach. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Good morning. After a breach that potentially exposes consumers' sensitive information, such as social security numbers or credit card numbers, Many organizations choose to offer the victims one or two years' worth of some sort of free credit monitoring or credit protection services. But in many cases, including, for example, the hacking of a Utah state server containing health and other information on 780,000 individuals, only a minority of those affected actually take advantage of the offer of free services. So, Brian, when does it make sense to make such an offer? What do you think? Well, businesses that lose, say, uh, very sensitive information like a social security number, they should always offer credit protection and restoration services. And, you know, even with uh, the low adoption rate that you mentioned, it's, it's a goodwill gesture, and it may help stem attrition. So you really want to minimize not only the cl- impact to the client, but also the number of customers who go to your competitors as a result of that breach. Now, entities that wish to, say, distinguish themselves and not just offer the service, they can go a little beyond that and first do the notice to make them aware of it, uh, but also follow up with, say, a phone call. Often the the offer of uh, restoration services is just something mailed to them, uh, and it's often perceived as either something that they're trying to sell them. You know, you see those uh, credit report uh, commercials where they're offering free credit. Well, it eventually evolves into a product. So this is a great opportunity to reach out to your customer, show them you care, uh, and then offer them both services whether they really need them or not. So would you say the value of free credit monitoring and related services depends on the circumstances of the breach, or is it always worth offering, or, or, or what? How do you determine that? Well, it's definitely worth offering it from the goodwill gesture standpoint, but if it's if it's not a social security number that's been lost, the value is really diminished. Uh, I was in Mexico last week, and I used one of my Visa cards at a local restaurant in Mexico. Card went through, no problem. It, it was kind of odd when I when I got back to Cleveland and I tried to use that same card at to pay for my parking. Uh, the card had been deactivated. When I got home, I had a big stack of mail. I went through that. And oddly enough, they had already sent me a new card with a new account number as they perceived it to be fraud. That's great customer service, a little inconvenient. Fortunately, I had another card. But the cost to reissue that, that new card, new account number, uh, was roughly, you know, $20. So definitely there's a strong business value. I perceived that as, you know, my bank, my financial institution is looking out for me. But from, from another perspective, say it had actually been fraudulently used or a major breach had occurred, this looks much better on TV if I'm in front of a newscaster for an organization and I can respond, yeah, we notified our consumers immediately. We offered them free credit monitoring and restoration. All of our customers have been taken care of. That's a much better story to tell than, than just coming out and saying, you know, we didn't offer it. Uh, we're still working on it. This is a very proactive approach, and it's often perceived very well, not only by the media, but by the impacted consumers themselves. Okay, in general, are there specific types of credit monitoring or fraud prevention services that offer the greatest benefit for breach victims? Are there certain types of offerings that make the most sense? You know, when I first started offering this at a financial institution I used to work at, uh, there was only a handful of services available. Uh, Just about a year and a half ago, I I went through uh, an RFP process for over 17 services that were available. Uh, I used kind of a quantitative uh, measure 
uh, where I looked at about 30 attributes of, of what really constitutes a good service offering, offering for the consumer. Very different approaches. Some of them try to catch the fraud on the front end. I tried to get a new cell phone provider, and right there standing at a kiosk in the center of a mall, I got a real-time call from that monitoring service where I entered a password, letting them know that that was truly something I was trying to do. Clearly, someone committing fraud wouldn't have that password, wouldn't be able to do that. Other uh, service offerings instead kind of monitor your credit. They look for odd behavior, something spikes, they see anomaly, uh, and then they fire off an email or U.S. Postal Service mail saying, this doesn't look right, let us know, we'll do it. Uh, You know, that's great, but that's kind of reactive. Um, And then I've also seen ones that uh, just kind of aggregate all of the uh, transactions, and then once a month I get something that says, you know what, there was no fraudulent activity, everything looks good, or these are speculative, you need to look into these and let us know if there's an issue. So there's a very broad array of product offerings out there. But at the end of the day, I mean, what, what consumers are really looking for is the least impactful solution for them. What we want to try to limit is the amount of false positives you get. So if you're out there, in my case with the cell phone, do I really need to be notified? Uh, you know, if they have sufficient business logic in there, they should have seen that, you know, I'm just getting a cell phone, it's in my own home city, therefore I probably don't need to be all that proactive. I can wait and just let you know on the back end. So short answer to your question, a lot of services out there, a lot of different product offerings that differentiate themselves. It really depends on kind of a risk-based approach. So if you're one of those people who monitor your credit cards, you monitor your checking accounts, and you're looking at that every month, you know, you probably don't need a real robust service. Uh, On the other hand, if you're one of those who use public Wi-Fi, you know, to do your online banking, you're using smartphones, you never open a statement, you never reconcile, you're probably going to need a more robust service because clearly your risk profile is much, much higher. Okay, you talked about the importance of follow-up once an offer is made. So how can organizations make sure breach victims are aware of the free credit monitoring services offering? Uh, Multiple steps need to be taken? Absolutely. But again, it's kind of risk-based and depends on on the breach. Consumers are kind of desensitized. They see breaches all the time. This is just another breach. They might have been involved in multiples. At some point, they're, they're slow to react or maybe don't react. So the first thing an organization should do that's part of a breach, and especially a high-profile breach, is to send a letter out immediately. You're not going to have all the facts, uh, but you, you'll have enough of them to let them know that there is a problem uh, and things they should start to do immediately to protect themselves. Uh, you, you want those correspondents to look like other letters that you send them. Uh, you know, send it first class. You don't want it to look like junk mail. Uh, you want it to be branded with the same branding on the front of the envelope as well as inside so they, so they know that this is leg- coming legitimately from that company. And, and for higher risk ones, especially when a social security number is involved, uh, I advocate actually calling the consumers. I know it's a, an additional fee. Uh, if you look at the cost to send just a letter, you're, you're looking at 60, 75 cents for, for postage, mailing, and paper. We're calling them is going to cost you, you know, easily at least $3. Uh, you're going to have to have a customer service rep making the call. They're going to need to have a FAQ, uh, frequently asked questions document, so they can respond to questions. Uh, and their average talk time may go up 
And if it goes beyond two or three minutes, you're, you're going to quickly get over two or three dollars. But uh, that's going to be perceived by most customers as a value. And so they're less likely to leave your organization and go to one of your competitors. Okay, to sum up, what are the most important factors that organizations should carefully weigh before making an offer of free credit monitoring or other services? Well, it's it's kind of a long process, but uh, the, the, the first thing they should do is build an incident response program. And so you, you go out there, you put a group together, you determine what that looks like, you write the program, you formalize it, uh, you get it approved by your executive management team, and then you test it. Uh, that way you're ready when an event occurs. As part of that incident response program, you really need to have the ability to act quickly. So if you're going to offer credit monitoring and restoration services, you don't want to start the RFP process when an event occurs. You want that to be done. You want a service provider already available so when an event occurs, you already have that piece covered. If you're going to do the outbound call center solution, you're going to need a call center. It's doubtful that your existing call center is going to be able to scale for a large breach. And so you'll want to have a plan in place. And so you'll act quickly. You'll want to put the facts together. You'll want to send out those materials. Uh, if you look at some of those breaches, we're in the, we're in the millions. Uh, that's not something you're going to be able to do quickly. So having the program in place to rely back to would be extremely helpful. And you'll also want to prepare your employees. So you send out a notification. Everybody learns there's a problem. The first thing they're going to want to do is either go into one of your stores, they're going to want to pick up the phone and talk to the people they're used to dealing with. You don't want the recipient of that customer interface not to understand the situation. They might not be able to help them, but they should be able to ask you know, reasonably easy questions and then forward them to a centralized location to triage the event properly. And, and then lastly, after they've been notified, they've started the process of, of protecting themselves, you, you want to do some level of follow-up. This is a great opportunity. You don't want to look at this as a sales opportunity, but it's a good touch point. It's a good chance to meet with your clients, make sure they're okay with the solution, they know how to protect themselves, uh, and they can start the process of restoring their credit should that become the issue. And, of course, the last thing is you need to do root cause analysis. So a breach occurred, yep, that happens, we get that, uh, but you need to spend the time to make sure it doesn't happen again because clearly if you have one breach, uh, attrition rates are, are, are very, very high, uh, but if you have two for the same clients, uh, the rates typically quadruple. So the odds of them coming back to you uh, are, are much less, and so you'll probably lose those individuals. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Brian Dean of SecureState. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening.